I am troubled by that because I'm thinking, why didn't you go see a doctor sooner? I know. I know. Like I said, there's a lot of reasons people don't come see to come see the doctor. We're really trying to make it open and easy for everybody so that we can catch these cancers early mm -hmm. and save lives. Prostate cancer is graded on a scale of one to five, sort of like hurricanes, where one is good and five is bad. Okay. Welcome to More Life. This is an important episode to share with the men in your life. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. How does it start? How does it grow? And who's at risk? Hartford HealthCare's Jocelyn Maminta talks with Dr. David Alborn, a urologist with Tallwood Urology and Kidney Institute at Hartford HealthCare's St. Vincent's Medical Center. They discuss the risks and causes of prostate cancer and the latest advances on screening and treatment, including a recently launched multidisciplinary virtual visit program where patients can meet with all of their doctors together in one virtual room. Here's Jocelyn. First of all, Dr. Alborn, how common is prostate cancer? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show, Jocelyn. Prostate cancer is very common. It's actually the leading cause of cancer diagnosis in men. Uh, it'll affect about one in eight men in their lifetime, so very common. Do we know what actually causes prostate cancer? Like most cancers, we don't know exactly what causes the cancer, but mm -hmm. there are a number of risk factors uh, that are well documented. Uh, age is the biggest one. Uh, certainly at the age of 50, your risk starts going up. And by 65, if you're 65 or older, that'll be 60% of cancer diagnoses. Um, other risk factors would be family history or African-American race. Yes, we'll talk more about that uh, in this discussion. How does it actually begin? Can it, and can it spread quickly? Yeah, so uh, prostate cancer starts in the prostate with a cell that has either acquired a mutation mm -hmm. and starts to grow abnormally. Uh, luckily, it grows in the prostate for a, a period of time and doesn't typically grow aggressively and spread aggressively like some of the cancers. There are more aggressive cancers that can, uh, you know, prostate cancer that can uh, grow outside of the prostate, but it typically doesn't grow very fast. But so you just mentioned, though, that there are aggressive types of prostate cancer. Right. So prostate cancer is graded on a scale of one to five, sort of like hurricanes, where one is good and five is bad. Okay. And depending on what uh, your pathology shows on biopsy, mm -hmm. we can risk stratify you and give you a sense of how aggressive your cancer would be. At what age should a, a man begin to be screened for prostate cancer? You said 50 is generally the the time. Yeah, so uh, your risk starts going up at 50. Uh, the American Urological Association recommends that men 55 years of age and older get screened uh, through the age 69. If you have risk factors like I described above, um, either a family history or African-American race, then they actually recommend you start that discussion at the age of 40. So much earlier than the recommended age yeah. for everybody else if That's you right. have risk factors. Yeah. All right, what is that screening process? So the screening process starts out with a discussion with either your primary care doctor uh, or your urologist. Uh, you'd have a discussion about what your risk factors are and you know how your other general health is. Mm -hmm. uh, it would then go on to be a rectal exam, which would feel for any kind of lumps or bumps on your prostate, which might push you towards a more aggressive cancer. And then it would uh, include a blood test called PSA, or prostate-specific antigen. And this is a molecule that's made in the prostate, and it circulates in the blood. There are lots of reasons that your PSA could be elevated, but one of the reasons is cancer. Uh, 
for a, a lot of men who've never had to go through that, is that process, can it be uncomfortable? Yeah, the rectal exam certainly can be uncomfortable. Um, it's very quick. It's not certainly not painful unless mm -hmm. you have some other kind of uh, prostate pathology going on. Uh, but the exam is you know, very quick and well tolerated. Very good. Now, let's talk about some of the early warning signs. Is there something that would indicate to a man anyway that they should perhaps bring up the subject of prostate cancer before getting the before they get screened? Yeah. Well, luckily, because there's been a big push towards prostate screening, um, the majority of cancers are caught before they're really symptomatic. That being said, if you delay screening, uh, you can develop uh, symptoms that are related to urination, including urinary frequency or waking up at night. You can develop blood in your urine or your semen. And then mm -hmm. if you really let it go long, you can start to develop symptoms in your bones, like bone pain. And that's why it's really important to communicate with your primary care physician. Yeah. But we also know that men generally don't make those yearly visits. Right. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, it's hard. A lot of people don't want to visit the doctor or it's hard to get appointments. So we try to create an environment that's open and welcoming to everybody. And we try to offer, you know, flexibility uh, to work around people's schedule. Okay. At what stage, though, do most men um, get diagnosed with prostate, be knowing the fact that a lot of men ignore the signs? Yeah. Well, so the majority of men are actually caught in what we call the localized phase, and that's when the cancer is just in the prostate. Oh, or that's very good news. That's very good news. Um, you know, 85% would be in this category. It's a, a small sub subset of people who um, are presenting with metastatic disease. Yeah, and it, when I do hear that, though, I, I am troubled by that because I'm thinking, why didn't you go see a doctor sooner? I know. I know. You know, there's, there's, like I said, there's a lot of reasons people don't come see to come see the doctor. Um, and you know, at Hartford Healthcare, we're really trying to make it open and easy for everybody, so that we can catch these cancers mm -hmm. early and, you know, save lives. You, you discuss that. Uh, you discuss some of the folks who are more at risk for prostate cancer. Why is it that African American men? are at risk for this, are at a higher level than other men. Yeah, we don't, we don't know the exact reason for that. Um, you know, in term, it could be some genetic component, mm -hmm. but there's not, we haven't really pinned down exactly what it is about that race that's causing it to be more aggressive. We just want to make sure that they get in there sooner than Absolutely. later. Absolutely, yeah. What is the prognosis, though, if prostate cancer is caught early? Yeah, so the prognosis is excellent, particularly mm -hmm. if it's uh, caught early. The five-year life expectancy uh, is 97% uh, for all comers and nearly 100% have caught early. Then if you look out at 15 years, which is a typical time course for prostate cancer, it's still above 85, 90% uh, if it's caught early enough. All right, what are some of the treatment options? So there's lots of treatment options. Uh, the two mainstays of treatment are surgery or radiation. Uh, both of which we do at Hartford Hospital St. Vincent's. Um, we also, depending on the type of cancer you have, if you have very low-grade cancer, it's, we could just watch it with PSAs and biopsies every uh, couple years. And that's why it's really important to maintain that open communication line with your primary yeah. care physician as well as your urologist. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I understand that you are now offering this virtual visit option, and it's called the Prostate Cancer Multiplicity multidisciplinary right. virtual visit. 
Uh, we've had other doctors explain it in other Facebook Lives, but tell us more about it. Yeah, so this is a really exciting uh, venture that we have going on right now. It's basically because prostate cancer tends to be uh, multidisciplinary mm -hmm. um, pathology. We get a urologist, a surgical urologist, a uh, radiation oncologist who would be administering the radiation, even a medical oncologist who would be responsible for um, kind of any hormonal therapy or chemotherapy that you would need should your cancer progress. And it's a great way for you to get introduced uh, to that team who would be taking care of you to give you all of your options because there are lots of options. It's not that there's just you know, one size uh, fits all. Yeah, so this visit, you meet with all three at the yeah. same time, or how does yeah. that work? Yeah, so we block off an hour and a half of your time, and each uh, provider would have a half hour with you in sequence. Um, the urologist would come on uh, and talk with you over the virtual, on, over Zoom, and explain what the surgical options are. Uh, then the radiation oncologist would come on and do the same, and uh, then the medical oncologist would come on. And after everyone has explained what their role is, we would all come back together as a group and explain, uh, you know, kind of do a wrap up and see how the patient is feeling and which way they're leaning, answer any kind of lingering questions that they might have. What kind of response are you getting? Oh, it's great. Uh, patients really love it. It's nice that it can be done uh, from your home. It yes. kind of consolidates a lot of appointments. Otherwise, this would be three appointments that you have, travel time, waiting in the office, seeing the doctor. You know, so it, it's, the patients really love it. Is the patient more comfortable knowing that it, he can take it from home? A lot of times, yeah, uh, yes. And the other nice thing about the virtual platform is we can share our screens. And there's a lot of resources mm -hmm. on the internet that we use. I use um, different tables and charts and data. I like to go over the, you know, some of the science behind what's going on in the patients and why we do what we're doing. And it makes it really wow. easy to be able to show the patients that, and I think they appreciate that. So it's really comprehensive, isn't it? It's very comprehensive, yeah. yeah. All right, Tallwood will also be offering the, a free webinar on these virtual visits in Spanish, oh, good. which yeah. is great, right, on September 30th. Well, what will patients learn at this webinar? Yeah, so it's basically going to be a, just a summary of kind of, a, of what we talked about. What we and just shared. What we just shared, um, kind of what the process is like when you mm -hmm. go through this uh, multidisciplinary video visit um, and what your other options are. Uh, patients will also have an opportunity to interact directly with an expert such as myself um, and ask questions. I love that it will also be in Spanish, though. That's, yeah, that's really phenomenal. reaching out into a... a a population that normally wouldn't get the important information. Absolutely, and uh, you know that's just one of the amazing things about St. Vincent's and Hartford Healthcare that they really do a good job of reaching out to the whole community. Tallwood has multiple locations throughout the state. Where do you actually see your patients? So I primarily see patients in Bridgeport at 2660 Main. Just or down the street, just really, right down the street. The hospital. That's right. Um, I'll also be seeing patients at Milford. We have a an office at Milford that will be opening up in October. We're excited about that. That'll be really excellent. Um, and then I have partners. I have four other partners who see people in either Stamford or uh, will be in Wilton when that opens in uh, later in this year. Very good. We actually have some viewer questions. You sure, ready for yeah, them? Absolutely. Great. Our first question is, oh, here, here's, it's, is prostate cancer genetic? Something you touched upon. Yeah, so there is a large genetic component of mm -hmm. prostate cancer. Um, some of the genes that everyone's already very much aware of, such as BRCA1 and BRCA2, are heavily in, implicated in uh, the pathogenesis of prostate cancer. And we've developed drugs. That well, that, that's interesting you say that, because we hear that 
linked to breast cancer. For sure, yeah. So it's, it's very heavily linked to breast, obviously, but also with prostate cancer. And some of the medications that we use that target BRCA, uh, you know, if you are found to have these mutations, can be very helpful, uh, you know, in your treatment. There's lots of other genes that um, are implicated in prostate cancer as well, and we're doing lots of research every day to try to find more and develop new therapies. So you really should know your family history. Absolutely. Family history is very important. If you have a, a father or a brother who has prostate cancer, you're twice as likely to develop prostate cancer. So it's important to know your family history. Um, and we do run genetic tests if you have a strong family history, either of prostate cancer, but also of breast for that very reason, mm -hmm. uh, pancreatic cancer, ovarian, some of the other cancers. Yes, and that is something that a lot of men don't talk about or don't know about is that a man can actually also be diagnosed with breast cancer. That's right, yeah, that's, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Yes. Our second question is, what can I do to prevent prostate cancer besides screening? Right, so, uh, you know, many of the risk factors for prostate cancer are things that you can't change. Your age, your family history, your race, uh, but, and there haven't really been a whole lot of other things that have been strongly linked with prostate cancer. The general recommendation is kind of your general uh, good, healthy living lifestyle. So try weight loss, healthy eating. Mm -hmm. There's been some uh, research to suggest that dairy can increase your risk, so limiting your dairy. Um, so those are kind of like the general recommendations. Well, at least you there are some things that people can actually do. Sure, yeah. All right, our next question is, if I had another type of cancer, is my risk higher for prostate cancer? Yeah, I mean, if you have one of these um, genetic abnormalities, then you could be at increased risk of prostate cancer. Um, and like I said, certainly if you have a family history of other cancers, breast cancer, ovarian, colon cancer, then you could be, in, could be at risk, yeah. All right, very good. And for more information about Tallwood Urology and Kidney Institute, go to hartfordhealthcare.org slash Tallwood. And to register for that free webinar on September 30th, again, also in Spanish, call this number 1-800-442-4373. Dr. Alborn, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you, Jocelyn and Dr. Alborn. Check this episode's links to learn more about prostate cancer and the new virtual visit options for prostate cancer patients. You can also join a number of free webinars offered by Hartford HealthCare about prostate cancer in English and Spanish and on a wide range of other topics. For Hartford HealthCare, I'm Enron Pierre. Thanks for listening to More Life. I'm ready for my close-up. All the faces start to light up. You know I love this feeling. I got more life in my life. If you feel it, then you know. We can go anywhere we want to go. You're going to love this Stop going No sign of slowing Now I know it I got more life in me oh, I wake up every morning I never stop moving I got more life in me oh, I won't forget this feeling I never stop
all of this feeling I got more life in my life 